Welcome to another Alive at Springwood podcast, brought to you by Springwood Presbyterian Churches, where we don't believe churches are buildings. Churches are people. Disciples of Jesus bound together in diversity by God's love, while pursuing faithfulness and vulnerability, celebration and lament, reading the Bible and prayer. May you be encouraged and God glorified by this edition. Okay, g'day everyone. I'm Matt Tolman. I'm at the uh, Alive at Nine congregation and been here a few times in the past. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's how tall I am. Hi everyone on Zoom. Hello there. It's lovely to see about 35 of us here in the hall. It's lovely to see people there on Zoom and it's similar up at the nine o'clock service, spread across the two dimensions there, there and here, and a bit of a challenge, but um, we're all bearing with each other as we transition this time. Um, uh, just a heads up that in the talk today, I'm going to stop a couple of times and ask a couple of questions, and there'll be opportunity for you to respond and say something, and I think David's going to have a mic, aren't you? Okay, I'll need someone to, to man the mic, and so maybe Chris will man the mic for me when we get to that, just so the people on Zoom can hear something outrageous or um, really insightful that someone here says. Good, let's, let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful for this word that we've had read and that we get to study, think about together now. We ask, Holy Spirit, you would be among us and take us into it, take us into you, your purpose for us, the reality that we share because of the Lord Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. When we become closer friends with a couple, one of the things we, we like to ask them, isn't it, is um, how did you guys meet? How did you get together? How did it happen? When did it happen? I asked this at the, at the morning congregation, we've got a young couple who are just about to get married. So their meeting was, is quite recent, obviously, and here at this service, um, well, myself and Donna, we met 24 years ago, but I think at this service there'd be some people who maybe here have met 30 years ago, their special person, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, not you, no, <laughs> um, yeah, and so, so, so we would have stories to tell of people that we met years ago, and those meetings have, have changed our lives, have had a big impact on our lives, um, and uh, those stories, those how we met stories, are moments that start the ball rolling on a relationship. And we don't know at the time what that relationship is going to grow into, but that snowball sort of starts rolling down hills and up, uh, up ascents. And there are different experiences along the way. There, there are down times and there are high points. There are moments in those relationships of, of joy and of sadness and of excitement, and of mundanity. Um, but all of those experiences that come in those relationships of doing life together happen because we met, because we met that time. And that meeting happened, and from there these other things happened. Well, in the passage today, John, we'll need it up there. In the passage today, John, the apostle, is telling us the biggest how we met story that there has ever been. 
for the world. It's not just a story of two humans meeting. It's much, much bigger than that. And now I'm in control. There we go. He starts off here, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes. We touched him with our own hands. And he is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. It's the how we met story. On the one hand, we have the one who is from the beginning, who was with the Father and then revealed, who's called the word of life who is the Son of God. And then on the other hand, there are humans. And the humans who happen to be at a particular point in time and space, those 2,000 years ago, in first century Palestine, the humans who were there and who met him, this one, the how we met story. Question for you. Here we go. You ready for it? Okay. So it's up there. What excites you about this passage? And if you're there on Zoom, you probably can type an answer and I may be able to see it here. We'll see. But what excites you about this passage? Anyone? Chris, here and here. You get a sense that it wasn't random. You get a sense that it wasn't random. That it was actually planned, Jesus coming. Yeah, it wasn't random. It was planned, absolutely. And over here. So. Um, that God met me human to human. Mm. God met human to human, yes. I guess the breadth of time, I'm so finite and yeah. the infinite coming to meet the finite. Yeah, great. Um, the description of Jesus is, is overwhelming and yet um, he can be known. Yes. So massive and yet he can be known. And, th and that's what makes this such a big How We Met story, isn't it? So, such a person and yet can be known. It's interesting, isn't it, if you compare this to the Exodus story that we also had read. Another How We Met story, much earlier, God meeting Israel at Sinai. It's a different story, isn't it? God is up there on the mountain and they see clouds and they hear rumblings of thunder and they cannot go up to meet him or they will die. They cannot go up the mountain. It's a different story. It's also not a temporary story. It's not a story of a temporary revelation, like an avatar or something like that. It's not as if God just sort of poked his head in the door, like this little bird that's flown in over here, by the way. It's not like God just poked his head in the door and said, oh, yeah, it's just seeing how you're going in there. How's it going? Okay, see you later. I'm off now and, and shooting through. No. This How We Met story is amazing 
because God's Son was revealed in a way that was permanent and irreversible for him. Permanent and irreversible. Uh, he didn't come with a sort of a lifeline of, well, if it all doesn't work out, I'll just ditch this humanity thing. No, he entered into a human body to take on human nature forever as God's son, who was always divine but took on human nature. It was a How We Met story where he was fully in from the start, which is the point some were saying about this is planned. He was fully in this from the start. And because he was all in, he took that body and then the people who met him, they could say, we saw him, we touched him, we heard him. But to what end? What was the purpose of God doing such a great thing, this irreversible thing? Where was it all leading to? Well, John goes on, doesn't he? Is this going to work? Can I have the next slide, please? It's not working. Thank you. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, John says. So John, writing at the end of the first century, to his readers, and then, by extension, through his writing, to all of us. John saying, I'm writing this so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. Think for a moment about those how we met stories that I mentioned at the start. They're often sweet, fascinating, interesting little stories. Uh, uh, stories, cute even. But if we're not the people in the story, that is kind of where the meaning of those story ends for us. They're not our story, by definition. They're the story of those two people who met. And that's the difference with this story. Because the Apostle John and the eyewitnesses, they say, this story is, your, is a story for you too. This is so that you can have fellowship with us, you can be included in this story of what we have witnessed. It's an inclusive story so that you and I, 2,000 years on, on the other side of the world, can share in fellowship with John and the people who were there as eyewitnesses. And not just us, but people of every tribe and tongue and, la and, and nation from every generation who have followed Jesus, all of us sharing fellowship with those early those eyewitnesses and with them, it says, fellowship with God. Fellowship with God himself together. You became a Christian. You decided to follow Jesus and you gained fellowship with God through this message, through their message. You gained that fellowship with God. And you got fellowship with John and the other apostles. And you got fellowship with all of us here and all of the other people who also got fellowship with them. You get God, you get John, and you get me. And you get Lisa. Lisa. 
and you get Ray, and you get Warren, and you get Jera, and you got every one of us because we all got God in fellowship together, and so we get each other. Next slide. It's sort of a bit like this. We are all in this together, in this life together, all sharing in the fellowship with the apostles who were there seeing Jesus, with at the center of it holding on to the revelation of Jesus Christ in history. This is the word of life who came into the world, and so we've all got our hands there. And they had their hands first, their first, but we've got our hands on top of theirs, and we're with them across the generations. And as we hold out our hands together and we embrace Jesus, this message of the word of life come, we are there bound together in fellowship, not just as humans, but with God himself. Well, how does this change the way that we are to think about each other and our fellowship here at Alive at Five? Here's a quote. Hope you like it. See what you think. A quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a faithful German pastor you probably know from last century. He wrote in, in the book Life Together, great book. Next slide, by the way. The Christian sees in the companionship of a fellow Christian a physical sign of the gracious presence of the triune God. Visitor and visited in loneliness recognize in each other the Christ who is present in the body. They receive and meet each other as one meets the Lord in reverence, humility and joy. John told us that Christ was revealed in a body, in time and space. And now because of that fellowship that we share with each other and with God among us, fellowship with the Father and the Son, we have fellowship with the Father and the Son when we meet. And that's why Bonhoeffer says we can meet each other as one who is meeting the Lord. When I meet you and when you meet, meet me. We can meet as ones who are meeting the Lord because we are meeting together in fellowship and the Lord is with us. And so our meeting together as believers is a physical sign of the gracious presence of the triune God. He came, he entered into a body in time and space, and he remains with us through our fellowship as the church. Anyone want to share any thoughts on that? Anything just that you're just, your heart is, is popping with anything looking at that? Huh? Wow. Wow. Our fellowship together then is so special because of who you are and of our fellowship together means fellowship with God together. But it raises the question, who is this God that we do fellowship with? Who is this God? He is the same God who was there on Sinai, isn't he? So who is this God we do fellowship with? What do we know of him through Jesus? Next slide. Yes, this is the message, John says, we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light 
and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. God is light, John says. There is no darkness in him at all. What does he mean by that? Okay, this is a question, not rhetorical. Up your hop, Chris. God is light. What does John mean by saying that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all? And you can type on Zoom and I'll read it out. I missed you one earlier. I apologise to the person on Zoom, Andrew Adams. Yeah. What does he mean that God is light? don't know what it means, but it reminds me of Genesis, yep. when everything was dark and shapeless okay. and formless, right. there was light. Yeah, wow, okay. So God is the source of everything, I guess. Everything that is not darkness, it comes from him. It didn't come from anywhere else. Yep, great. What else does it mean here that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all? Again, I haven't looked at a commentary to know all the cross-references here. But I think of holiness Yeah. and I think of truth. Yeah, right. So it, it says here that, that, you know, this point about lying and truth, practising the truth. So, so light exposes reality. It brings to light what things really are. There is truth there. And God is truth. So God is there are no lies, no deception, no games with God. He is truth. And what's the other person? Holiness, yeah. Someone else want to say? It reminds me also of James um, when he talks about there being no shadow of turning. Yeah. So it's just that pure purity. Yeah, so he is purity. He doesn't change. There's no this or that with God. He, you know what you get. Um, there is also... No compromise with God, is there? there? There is light, there is holiness, there is no compromise. Thank you. Light is pure. He's holy and pure and righteous. His eyes are purer than to behold iniquity. Great. So this is the God, this God who is light. This is the God that we're talking about, people. This is the God we do fellowship with together when we do fellowship in Jesus. And so we can't live together in fellowship with this God who is light and go on living in sin, says John. We can't do it. We can't go, living in, go on living in deception because then we're not living in the light in fellowship with God who is light. We can't go on living lives of compromise. If we did that, we would be offending and we would be blaspheming this God who we say that we have fellowship with. And so all that creates a bit of a mental problem. Not just a mental problem, a real problem. A real problem, doesn't it? Because unlike God, I am not light. I am not pure, uncompromising, holy, unchanging, all those things we said, I'm not, neither are you. So John, 
You've told us that we can have fellowship with God together. And you've told us that God is light with no darkness in all. And so how on earth, John, is it possible that we can have this fellowship that you promise us with God together in the light for whom we are? And he goes on, he tells us, yes, it worked. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves. We're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we haven't sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. John says, if we think living in the light and having fellowship as followers of, of, of Christ, if we think that means that we haven't sinned or that we don't have sin in our midst, we are fooling ourselves. It is a lie and it's actually the opposite of the truth. Friends, I, Matthew Tolman, have behaved and thought and done things that in the eyes of this God who is light are wrong and disgraceful and offensive. I have hurt people and I have dishonoured God and I have lied to people. And John says that so have you and so have all of us. See, our fellowship and our life together cannot be based on thinking that we are people who haven't sinned or that we don't sin. We are people who have sinned and we do sin. That is who we are. So how can it be that we can have this fellowship with God in the light together? Well, it's because of that great how we met moment, isn't it? It's because the how we met moment that God gave us with himself and to start that fellowship going was the, with the revelation of his son. And when he revealed his son for us, how did he reveal him? In the life of purity, a life uncompromising, a life, a holy life, and then a life that went to the cross And the eyewitnesses saw this too. They saw the Son of God nailed onto the cross. They saw him with their own eyes. And they heard him cry out on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then some of them afterwards, after he was resurrected, they touched his hands. They saw, they heard, they touched this one who was the revelation of God. And so John concludes... The blood of Jesus, his son, he cleanses us from all sin. We can walk in the light together. We do walk in the light. We only walk in the light together with our sin, with our failings, because the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us. And so this is the reality of our life together. This is us. 
with our hands joined together in fellowship with each other and in fellowship with God, with Christ at the centre who we hold on to. But the reality of the people who are around here is that we are all people who sin. And so the Matt Tillman who you get in fellowship with is a Matt Tillman who sins, who blows it sometimes, who hurts people sometimes. And the brother and sister that I get in you is also someone who blows it sometimes, who needs forgiveness. We are a community where for us to find sin and people who blow it should not be a surprise, should it? It shouldn't be a surprise. When we have difficulties together because of our differences and because of our sins sometimes, our stubbornness, our pride, when we have difficulties, we shouldn't be surprised because we are people who cannot say we are without sin. But we are a people who are joined together in God's light. That is the hope for each one of us. We are joined together in God's light. We have the cleansing that comes from Jesus. We have the sanctification of the Spirit with us. Our fellowship is with God in the light and he is changing us. But it's not finished yet, is it? And so the fellowship that we have is with fellowship of people who sometimes hurt each other and therefore fellowship of people who have to confess our sins and our mistakes. Bonhoeffer said before, right, that quote from Bonhoeffer, he said, we meet each other as if we are meeting the Lord. So I meet you with humility as if I'm meeting the Lord. But the other side of it is also true. We meet each other as the Lord meets us. So as the Lord meets you with forgiveness, now you meet me with forgiveness. And that is walking in the light. Not needing to hide, not needing to pretend we're something that we're not. Honest about who we are, warts and all, meeting each other as the Lord meets us with forgiveness for each other as we walk in the light together. I think living in the light with God ends up being something like a party. One of those parties where it says in the invitation, don't bring any presents, we don't want presents, just bring yourself. That's what God says to us. Just bring yourself. Who you are with your light and your good bits and bring yourself with your sin and your offensive bits and the bits that rub people the wrong way. Bring who you are into the party that is the walking in the light with God and God will bring the rest. God will bring the forgiveness that we need. God brings, through Jesus, the cleansing that we need. God brings the power to enable us to meet each other with forgiveness. God brings all that. He brings the rest to the party. And it's not wishful thinking, is it? It's not wishful thinking because it's based on God met us. He met us in that great how we met story in Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. 
that how we met story which becomes the how we do life together story, like this. You and me and all of each other gathered around the historical Jesus, the revelation of God in time and space, revealed at the cross, revealing forgiveness for you and for me, and that forgiveness that then can flow through our community and our life together. Let's pray. Oh, Lord God, we thank you that you know us and you love us. We confess that we have sinned. Oh, Lord, you know us and you love us and you forgive us as we trust in Jesus. Help us to know you and help us to know each other. Help us to know each other in the fellowship of loving one another as you have met us and as you have loved us. Help us to live together in this fellowship that is fellowship with one another, with you, because of the Jesus that you revealed. Thank you, God, for what you have done for us. Thank you, God, for who you are among us. Thank you, God, for each other. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.